0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to the Neil and Christian Baker Psychic Hour. Okay, here we are, Wednesday. We're a little late, sorry for that, but I'm hoping we hear from some of you today. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. We invite our uh, listeners and our callers to join us on Facebook and Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk radio profile where... Uh, we may be followed as well, so we hope that you do that. Again, the call-in number nine one four three three eight zero one six four. Any, didn't you find something uh, that you told me to post the other day about us being on some kind of list?
0: Yeah, we're uh, we we're, uh, another the list. popular. There's a uh,
1: forty-five most popular, I think yeah, it is.
0: But uh, Psychic shows. We, I actually haven't looked at the this. link. You have to post that. I know,
1: I just haven't had a chance, and I don't know.
0: You just, you know,
1: we briefly discussed Well, I know how to
0: find it. We can post well, it. Well, yeah, it's probably but easy it's to find. But it's one of the top 45
1: psychic shows
0: in the United States.
1: Who's, who, who's uh, what website or group has deemed us as, as such, but.
0: I, I think it's the Don Knox. Don Knox. Don but no, I there, there's that, and there and I've seen other ones that have.
1: Uh, I think we posted us. a couple in a few months ago, or I don't know how they evaluate from,
0: uh, uh, how they make these evaluations, or that's how what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Maybe they have scouts that listen to the show, but they or,
1: just pull essentially the bio from the um or the show description from
0: our show description, right? Yeah, but but the fact is, we got we were elected.
1: Yeah, I understand that, okay. but I'm saying that they don't really do a commentary. That's an independent commentary. They essentially pull the information yeah. that we've provided. And actually, I've noticed on some of the um, on some of the uh, the sites that I've seen that it shows that we've only been on the air for four or five years. And that reason is um, the the RSS feed, which goes on to like Apple Apple. Music, I guess it is, or Apple Podcasts or other sites didn't start happening until then. So all our shows aren't available on like the podcast um, yeah. sites. That's only from a certain
0: point because but that's when they started of them do feeding have in. Them all. Uh, Blog Talk, for instance.
1: Well, Blog Talk has all the shows, yes, but a lot of people listen on on, on different. Um,
0: I mean, we're going on 10 years. That's correct. We've been on the air for 10 years. Can you believe that? We've on the air Continuously, for 10 years. and we haven't uh,
1: we haven't moved from these seats for ten. This years. show is
0: number nine hundred and ninety three over those ten years. We've done nine hundred ninety three shows. That's a twenty one three. Yeah, and we're getting close to a thousand shows. Um, at which time, everyone gets free tickets to Disneyland. <laughs> you need to call um, the White House to get those tickets and just say that we. Yeah, survived.
1: exactly. All uh, of
0: our. One is a big deep connections follower to, of our show. Yeah. Trump was too. Right. He still listens.
1: Kate, yeah, he right? probably has a hit out on us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, our topic today is the corruption and the birthday. Well,
1: it's We're- and corruption in general. I mean, the fact about the fact that this planet was established on the basis of a corruption. At least several days. Yeah, the planet Earth. Several days in, <laughs> a corruption occurred. Oh, yeah, it, there
0: was corruption at the very beginning. Well, there was corruption before the beginning because supposedly there was a war, a war in, in heaven. heaven. How do you get a war in heaven? I don't know. I mean, that's a little strange. Supposed to be, heaven is supposed to be transcending heaven. everything, and yet the war there going on. Well, then it
1: wasn't the, the, the highest level of heaven that that war occurred because in the highest levels
0: there's no division it was on a well I went I actually I actually <laughs> asked a, a, a Jewish scholar the people are, are you is scholar, this a
1: joke or serious
0: why there was a war in heaven and he said no it was New Haven <laughs> there's a topographical error there um, and then you know I, I, after that I did some heavy research in Connecticut and found out that it was actually true.
1: Hey, you said to me that we were going to have something happening in New Haven. That was many years ago. Well, nothing's happened yet. I'm waiting. I would like to get some pizza from New Haven, Connecticut. It's supposed to be fantastic.
0: Really? New Haven, Connecticut pizza? Yeah.
1: Was not that movie Mystic Pizza it in New Haven based in New I Haven? Didn't, uh, well, I didn't watch movie, it. But I
0: didn't know that it was based in New Haven. But it yeah, it I mean sound it's kind like New Haven Connecticut. Yeah. Um
1: serious about this. Um, anyway, we're getting kind of uh, off topic here. New Haven style yeah, it's a sty- it's a, there's a style. Oh Pizza. it looks
0: very tomato yeah, you like
1: looks it. Good. It's it's Neapolitan,
0: essentially. Yeah, I I knew I had something to do with it. <laughs> but uh so we're talking about corruption,
1: yeah, there's been a couple of uh a couple of uh, well a situation that has been happening on the world stage number one, and then something you and I have watched um in our uh, our private hours regarding someone who was corrupt,
0: yeah,
1: so. The two situations are one, probably most people don't watch figure skating. And actually I've kind of dropped out of it, even though I used to follow it more closely Um, years ago, I was very much into figure skating. I'm not basically a sports person, but I do enjoy the Olympics. You don't like figure skating. That's probably why I haven't watched it. it. Yeah. Yeah, Under duress, under duress. But uh, what's, what's happened in the figure skating world is the Russian, uh, the Russian ice skaters, and it's interesting because the American ice skaters usually are up at the top. It's, this year has been the worst year for American ice skating in the Olympics. Um, I believe our best, our top contestants placed seventh, um, but usually we're up there in the top three or four skaters. But anyway, um, so these Russian skaters um, were favored to win the Olympics and specifically the gold medal was, was projected to go to this woman named Camila Valleable. She's not even a woman. She's a girl. She's 15 years old. And, um, and she essentially uh, failed a doping test. So she had a a medication that's used to uh, that's used to increase endurance, oxygen level to the heart, and she was on two other medications that they found in the test that aren't banned, but all three together help to potentially increase endurance in a contestant. And so there's a lot of controversy about this, um, this test that came out during, it was, I guess, the team event. And the medals were withheld because Russia scored the gold medal for the team event in skating. And then this drama ensued where she had to fight to compete in the Olympics because of this positive test, even though the positive test didn't occur during Olympics. It was in December. And, um, and so she was able to compete. And unfortunately for her, she ended up completely bumbling her free skate. She was entered the the the, um, individual round um, in first after the short program, and then the then ended up getting fourth because she fell a lot anyway. um, And so there's a big controversy about the coaches and whether she knew what was going on, the fact that she shouldn't have been allowed to compete in the first place, and the the horrible drama that happened after this because she was. Very, very upset, obviously, after her skate. Um, and then, you know, the girl who won the gold medal was ignored. The, the girl who won the silver medal through this huge tantrum and this all transpired on live television. Anyway, so... It's interesting because her coach, um, they're very connected, Camila Valieva, and it, I can't pronounce her name, Materi Tutberidze, I believe. They're very connected. You want to look at the birth dates and give a little overview, Neil. 426, 2006 and 22474 74 for these two individuals.
0: Well, when you, you know, they, they both, obviously they both have, uh, oh, you're talking about the first, the, Second guess, two, yeah, second we're not talking yeah. about this person right now. Uh, the two factor can be problematic. It just, that's the way it is. It's just a problematic situation. It Two is, holds the energy of an 11. It holds the energy of a 29. Because 29, 11 reduces to two, and two is basically where, as your reference to biblical uh, history, that storyline goes. The corruption two, have, happened with two. Corruption. Whether you made it Adam and Eve you've, or even and the serpent, two becomes a, a problem. Uh, God says, "There's no God above me, so you can't have two gods." Although He mentioned gods in His in His delivery at times. So, anyways, two becomes a. Somewhat of a negative number, though that doesn't mean that all twos are negative. They are not all negative. Twos can be excellent, excellent, but there is a there is a built-in common denominator that two can have a problem. And in this particular birthday, there's a uh, which one? Therapy, are you at? Uh, in the four twenty-six two thousand six, there's a repeat of two twos. Just like there is a repeat of two twos in the other birthday, 224, 224. so you have two twos in both areas. You have a four in both areas. One is a 426 and the other was 224. So you have two twos. That yeah, that's up the four. They both have two twos, and they both have a four on the month and day side. Right.
1: So, I mean, they're totally connected karmically. Yeah. This is a strong karmic connection. Obviously, getting into the other birth dates, I mean, the, the girl who won the gold medal is also a 20 equals two, but we really don't have time to get everybody's birthday, and I'm sure yeah. there are other coaches involved, but in, essentially, we're examining the relationship between this coach and right. the
0: skater, and they're both twos. Right. Now the the their year is two, one year is 2006 which matches the day. They are both her day. Their master numbers are 20 equals 2 and the other one's 29, 29 11 equals 11 equals, 11, equals so. 2. So there is that principle there. Uh one's year is 74 which is an 11. So uh and when they have 22 Together, they're massive numbers together. together. That's 11 times 2, 11, that number 11 again. So there is a strong match between the two of them. It occurs from past life, especially when you look at the idea that the last numbers in their day is 6 and 4, and the last numbers in their year is 6 and 4. There We have another 1, 1, because that would be 10 and 10. 10 and 10 is one and one. So we have another 11. So they're totally tied together. And because the frequency of their energies are so low, except for the seven in one of the birth dates, but their master numbers are, are low frequency, even though they have uh, a certain physicality in their numbers. Um, it just goes, it, it, it's obvious to, to me, the connections are there. When you work out the negativity involved in the numbers, as much as you do the, you know, the, the attributes, the merits and the numbers, the only thing is, you know, you have to look at their age at the time of the event.
1: Well, I mean, the age at the time of the event, she's 15 years old, the skater. Yeah. She's going to be 16. Um, and this woman is 47 years old, which in fact is her year. Inverted. Inverted.
0: And the other one being close to 16 would be 8 times 2, which is in her uh, day, eight. 26. 26. And in her year, 26. 2006. So you could from that out that. and um, calculate that as part of the yearly energy of their numbers. There, one is 47, the other one is 15. So you look at the difference in their age.
1: In fact, she's the one, she's going to be 48 tomorrow, her birthday is tomorrow.
0: Right now there's a 32-year difference in their age. So uh, their master numbers into 32 is.
1: Huh?
0: There, master, there's a 32-year difference right. in their age, and mm-hmm. their master number divided into 32. Oh,
1: it's 16.
0: Is 16, and then we get back to the idea of uh, of the uh, 16 element, where she is almost going to be 16, 16 in a month or two. So she's well within the range of calculating that age. And so, yeah, there's a strong connection. Now, could you could you decipher that these problems are going to be there before? They happen now, not really. I mean, you can see that there's trouble, but now in retrospect, it makes sense.
1: Well, maybe if you're psychic. I mean, this, as a psychic, you might be able to pick yeah. that up. But as far as the birth date numbers, not necessarily just by looking at a cold read of the birth date, is, is that going to reveal, you know, what's going to happen unless you can really see deeply into yeah. the numbers?
0: See, there was betrayal in the past life,
1: right? And so, what I, you know, after the skate, um, the free skate, which I watched, and then watched, I watched it on it, I streamed it, and then in the evening, I watched it with the the, um, the commentators, because there was no commentating on the first thing that I watched. It was just the skaters, and then they showed what happened after the skaters were off the ice now that was very dramatic and my I mean the fact is this is the skater is a girl who is a skater for a communist state and her um, whether she knew that she was taking these medications or not you know she says that she drank out of the cup of her grandfather who is prescribed that banned medication so that's you know what they're saying is the reason for that test result but essentially she's 15 years old she's a a prodigious skater so this is all very karmic situation what's going on with her and her i mean when we talk about corruption i don't think i think this this karma that she's going through is past life i don't think she is i mean i believe that the coach has much more personal responsibility in this lifetime of creating the situation as it's unfolded. You know what I'm saying? I think as an adult, she's the more responsible, the responsible party in the situation and the rest of the coaching team. But I don't think that the skater herself is actually a corrupt individual in this lifetime. I think she's a victim personally. I don't know what your opinion is.
0: Well, you know, in their, in their, uh, they both are a two, but one is derived by a compounded energy a twenty nine eleven two the other one's a simple twenty equals
1: two yeah, but there's a zero factor going on
0: with the right. the younger individual but the portrayal initially comes about by the uh twenty nine eleven two and that holds a deeper darkness than just basically a twenty, a 20 equals six, two: It's a deeper connection to darkness in that regard. Not to mention that their journeys are, are somewhat worked out because their first two numbers are four and two, two yeah. and that follows in their succeeding numbers. So um, it it's a it's a it's a karmic story. They had to come back and face the energy. What it really says is that what's built into karma. Whether you like it or not, it can be darkness that is going to be played out on the world stage. It doesn't excuse the behavior of the person, but it does give some psychic explanation as to what's going on prompting the actions of the people respectively speaking.
1: Right. And so your estimation after I talked to you about what happened, because I'd been following this. Since prior to the Olympics actually I watched I don't remember what it was a, a different skating competition with her in it and, and so I've been watching her and pretty impressed by her skating because I really think that as a skater she's one of the best skaters I've ever seen because she uh, um, she is a perfect balance of athleticism and artistry and you don't see that very often usually a skater is going to be better in one area or another you know the one who won second the silver medal is, they call the Russian rocket. She does all these quadruple jumps, but her, her artistry is weaker. She threw a huge tantrum about losing, by the way. But um, this girl is like a ballerina on the ice and she does all these jumps that are like, you know, I mean, 20 years ago, (laughs) I wonder if the people that were meddling could even be competitive because the sport has advanced so much. You know, these women are doing things that weren't done years and years ago. Um, but your impression was that she was forced to fall.
0: That's what my, that, yeah, that's my thought. I think she was forced. But that's just from a psychic viewpoint. That's just my opinion. Of what I pick up. And, I mean, there might be some logic behind it. And, uh, but... That's what I think, whatever it's worth. Uh, you know, when you get in, you, you, the, the idea is that ice skating is a little bit bizarre because you think it's a solitary sport, but but you have individual sports, golf, <clears throat> tennis, if you would. Well, not really tennis. Skying.
1: Skying. Skiing. Skiing. Bob's letting
0: solitary as as opposed to the group experience, like baseball or football. But actually, there's always going to be a tribal attitude in any given sport
1: or any given, yeah. I mean, if you're doing, uh, you
0: know, if you're a dancer,
1: an instrumentalist, I mean, there's
0: always some kind of tribal energy. It becomes tribal. If you're just a lone surfer that likes to surf by himself and there's nothing. The only thing that would be tribal would be that of surfers Surfers around around you at the time. time. Same with skiing. Um, People who hike. It's a sport. Uh, Again, you know, you you can draw the line and say, well, there are solitary sports that have nothing to do with competition. And I guess one of the classic examples would be maybe surfing on, on a lone basis or hiking. But but even in like
1: in situations where um, well hiking is is probably even a better example than surfing because a lot of times a hiker will be in the in the uh, you know on a hiking trail alone there's no one else there yeah. whereas usually if there's surf there's other surfers in the water and then you talk about Sometimes. shark attacks you know things that happen like that and yeah, situations attacks. where. Yeah, or getting stranded in the wilderness when you're yeah. hiking. That's happened recently here in our area.
0: Hikes so every found. every it's hard to be solitary. It, it you can start off being solitary, but something has to happen. Whether you meet Friday on the island, or you meet an aunt on your in your solitary journey. I mean, her or an uncle, or an aunt, or or an uncle. <laughs> um, But the uh, the idea that we are alone is not really accurate. So, because some somewhere in time and space you're going to be interacting with something. As soon as a a fly hits you, you're interacting with something. Um,
1: Well, and and if we're talking about skating, I mean, yes, there's it's an individual sport, but the, these skaters are all on a team together. You know, so when they go to the Olympics, they compete in a team event and the and the medals the medals are based on the team's performance and the overall team score. So it is tribal and it isn't totally individual. No, even though they're no, on the ice right. by themselves no. with the exception of pairs skating, which, you know, definitely isn't individual.
0: Yeah, I mean we you know we have we, the idea that we are we as soon as our energies are grouped with some other facet if, if there's going to be a competition then you just can't take an individual number and exclude it from the rest of the competitors you have to include all the numbers involved so the numbers themselves we have a linear even our birth dates are not solitary our birth dates are lined up with, with a series of numbers. So with, we get to a single number, master number, but that number is comprised of all the numbers in the line of your birth date. So it's not really a single, single number, number, it's, it's a, a compilation it's a composition of many numbers. When you get into a tribal situation, now you have to line up everyone's birth date and do some quick calculations. And determine what is going to be the agenda, the master number of everybody involved, uh, separate master numbers between certain individuals, things like this. When a lot of these are teams are, you know, a man and a woman skating. So you have to combine their energies together and that becomes uh, somewhat provocative. Now look at the one that that, that was the skater and and she the, the girl, the other girl hit her legs or something. Oh, Nancy
1: Kerrigan and Tonya Harding, which I I we've looked at their birthdays. Yeah.
0: And there was a guy before. involved in that too. Uh, Jeff Gillooly. Yeah. So, uh, you see now it's just not a solitary number, it's a group experience. So now you've got three people involved in that situation. So when you're going to analyze numbers and reduce, not reduce, but exchange or connect those numbers to behaviors and events, now you're talking about the active code of numerology, not just the characteristic code. Most codes of numerology are going to be characteristic. Oh, you're a three, so you're this and you're that, and you're this. It gives you a personal profile. Oh, they might There might be some prophetic things, you know, the destiny line, the destiny number, the fate number, the creative number and the birth date, um, but they still build profiles around it. To get into the idea of numerology and to be downright psychic, not to describe a characteristic along any given line of thought, but to be downright psychic and to derive from the numbers, events, timescales of things that happened, uh, family situations, now, that can still be derived from the numbers in a birth date, but it's got to go into a sort of vibrational psychic code. It's not the normal code of numerology. That's what our book is promoting and why it's taking so long, because our book is about finding the, the psychic validations within a birth date and how to do that. And that's a difficult thing to put on paper because so much of it is is subjectively uh, presented to the to the evaluator. So how do you describe how you feel from a number an event that is hundred percent accurate want to do. But yet the numbers do speak. Now that means that there's energy in numbers. Well we know there's energy in numbers. We know it's through sheer physics numbers are representations of energy. So the number is just the uniform, but the uniform of the number represents a certain intensity of the number, a certain velocity, a pressure, a volume, an amount, a distance. And now that number takes on, according to the topic at hand, a definition beyond the number itself. It represents something else in terms of its number sequence. And that's what psychic numerology is. The numbers represent an action, a behavior beyond a characteristic. So when you're doing a a reading by birth date and you go, oh, did you break your arm when you were eight? Yeah, how did you know that? I mean, I I studied numerology. You don't find those things in numerology. But you do when you perceive the numbers deeper and deeper and going to the core essence of the number to find the vibrational validations of events and the army numbers. You just have to be kind of gifted. But it's the difference, you know, what I notice about skating is, you know, I've seen everybody twirl. Everybody's doing the twirls. Everybody's <laughs> Why Everybody does their thing. And I'm going, yawn, yawn, yawn. They all do the twirls, you know. What I try to look for is how graceful and magical a person is on the ice. Not that they can do the jumps. Well, you the know, jumping they're is They're going backwards and they're getting ready, and then they well, the. Well, you know, it's
1: everything that should, to me. I mean, when I'm watching a skater, it's every every move in between moves. You know, they have all these required elements that they have to complete. Yeah. And the great skaters make. Every movement counts. Yeah, I
0: mean, you can analyze it. Well, there's movement between numbers, too, in a birth date. So we observe numbers between numbers. You're observing movements before the big maneuver. And, yeah, you can look at it that way and calculate mechanically and anatomically and uh, time-wise how they're setting up their uh, jump. But what I look for, what I find myself being in, in, entertained by when I watch skating is do I find them being magically graceful like they're like they're a <laughs> feather on on the air I find a lot of them heavy and you know they do well, they're more, not more,
1: heavy necessarily but some people some look they're, 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 they're more they're a physicality
0: in their performance a certain heaviness of physicality that they're using their strength and their coordination to make the jump.
1: But it has to do with build, too, I think. I mean, and most skaters are fairly small, but they look taller because of the ice skates, number one. And two, the more athletic bodies look thicker. I mean, even though they're often very small, they're often very small. I mean, Michelle Kwan was one of my favorite skaters um, who, I, I mean, she was so graceful and expressive, but she wasn't consistent in competition in her jumps. And so she and Tara Lipinski had this rivalry and Tara Lipinski did lots of jumps, low jumps. She wasn't a really high jumper, but she was, um, she was able to complete these triples, which were the the top of the game at that point.
0: Skating is a because the skate itself is the birthday line and the score at the end becomes a number and that's the master number of the skate. So you could symbolize a skating event as a birth date. By looking at the entire skating performance as the, as the numbers and the birth date, and then at the end, getting that final number. Skating is numerology. Same with boxing. Yeah, I was going to mention boxing, because you love boxing. boxing. I, don't. I like boxing. I don't. I can't believe it's violence. It's so violent. Uh, you know, being seen in each other doesn't bother me, um, especially if they elect to do it. In fact, I sometimes I make a fist and hit along with them. <laughs> Um, but the <clears throat> idea of boxing is also, uh, symmetrically speaking, a very, uh, a dance in itself. No, it, is, how in it is. And well, don't you they know, take knew,
1: dancing a lot of times, the boxer? A lot
0: of them take dancing. Coordination and the footwork is very important. The coordination of their hands, looking for that, for that target. It's like archery, looking for that target to apply uh, the, the significant blow. And sometimes it's a cold war because you just keep butting away at something. And uh, and, and that's not to be... All, it's inclusive of also kickboxing and all kinds of other sports that, where it's just not hand-to-hand. But you can use your feet, you can fall on the ground, you can get into all kinds of entanglements, and you can draw blood, and it doesn't matter. It's all over the map. But the idea that it, it all amounts to At the end, the judge is tabulating a score, a number. And that number that they get is represented by the action, the maneuver, and the outcome of each action. And you can be penalized. You can be penalized. You know, you fall down skating. Ah, that was a past life. Ah, she killed somebody. You know,
1: you,
0: you can look at everything symbolically as a representation of of a, of a soul's journey through life. So that's how I entertain myself when I watch it, because I I just go to areas that probably aren't legitimate. Well, are legitimate. They're legitimate, but most people aren't going into those areas. Yeah, I mean the judges are saying, you know, she fell down on the and that's a past life, <laughs> and that was when she robbed the bank. So let's take off three points right there. I don't think that's what happens, but they do they do uh, they do penalize errors. You expect it to be perfect, perfection. And then also grace is probably incorporated in some respect.
1: Yeah, but what's interesting to me, and what's interesting to me is that um, if you have these elements now in the skate, like these quadruple jumps, and you fall on one of them, and another skater does a perfect technical program, but doesn't have quadruple jumps, um, and then, you know, there's also you know, bonuses they get for the, like the long program, the second half of the long program if they do, you know, pa- they, there's footwork, uh, that is a required element and, you know, footwork can be more, passages can be more technically difficult than, than another. So they get bonuses for those. And someone who falls down can ultimately be someone who skates more technically perfectly because of, The jumps that they're doing or the most more difficult footwork or more difficult spins and to me that's like i mean i just feel like if you're falling down then that should be a bigger deduction and just because you're doing these jumps that are quadruple jumps or what whatever or these triple triple jumps triple toe loop i think is one of the most difficult jumps to do um I just, I don't think it's fair. There was a Polish skater who was totally captivating. She did this routine that was um, uh, Charlie Chaplin. She, she, and it was, you know, she was miming and it ended with his song smile and it was to me, totally artistic. And she, you know, didn't have the jump. So wasn't in the top 10 even.
0: Yeah. I mean, performance wise and, and um, maneuver wise, but everything, you know, life is a risk. And everything we do in life is a risk. We, we risk our lives every moment of the day, whether, whatever it may be. But life is a risk. If we strive for excellence, that makes life more valuable sometimes than just leaving a mundane, safe life. So for those who go through life and they get a perfect score for going through life, but their life is somewhat mundane but everything they did, they got an A, may be different than those who strive for higher things, and maybe the risk is higher, and the failure may be greater, but the attempt is what becomes newsworthy. So you have to look at your life and decide, is your life one of mundaneness, or is it something where you strive for something higher and your concern is not whether you will succeed or fail. That might be part of your attitude, but the, the energy is doing it in the first place. And that's where most of our innovators and achievement people, they, they strive for excellence and, they, and they, they do something that is beyond the ordinary. And that's, uh, so when you're t- deciding to do these massive, spectacular jumps, uh, you're getting beyond the, uh, the medium
1: line. Yeah, but, front, but if that's aid. interfering with the artistic expression, or if that overwhelms the art artistry, yes, which so I think is a, crucial to being a great ice skater, to being a true great ice skater. And that's why this Camilla Vallier, but to me was so impressive. Both her athleticism and her grace yeah. were equal. And that's very, very rare to see. Very rare. I mean I was ex- totally captivated by her as a skater. Totally captivated.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean I, I think that at least in my standing, I think that doing beyond the ordinary is most important life. You strive to do something extraordinary and you tr- and at the end of your life you measure what did you do that was extraordinary? What did you do that was beyond the measure of Mediocracy. So
1: let's, mediocrity. So let's, let's sag into Bill Cosby since we're talking about someone who really did amazing things in his career and for Black people as a whole. Um, wow. Do we have time to talk yeah, about him? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, you, you, you've been watching this special and I, I, you know, I, did you follow Bill Cosby's career? Like with in the 60s, I spy, or were you not? Really?
0: Uh, I, I did, and I had a couple of his albums, the one where he's on that little uh, go-kart. I had that one, the one where he's holding the basketball. Um, I did follow him, and I I found that if he was in a movie, I'd go and see it. I didn't watch the Bill Cosby show. The reasons. Cosby,
1: what was it?
0: The Cosby show, right? I didn't watch it. I watched the kids say the funniest things, and I liked him on that. I mean, but was I a Bill Cosby fan? No, I wouldn't say I was a fan of his. But I appreciated him. Did I find his stand-up spectacular? No, No. I wasn't a big fan of his stand-up. And I, you know, I I, I followed funnier men, in my opinion. But um, there was something, there was something about him that was I mean, I was involved in entertainment, so uh, naturally i I gravitated towards a lot of people, but they weren't always my favorites, nobody would call him one of my favorites
1: no well i mean I, I i i don't I like comedy, but I'm not really in the comedy world and so the special that we're watching a lot of comedians are weighing in on him as a comedian, and so there's a perspective of people that work in the field, and his brilliance um which like I like like you i I'm not really you know I've seen some of the stand up in the special we watch, and I'm not really that compelled by it necessarily, but I did watch the Cosby show um, and so when I found out about all of these accusations, uh, I really didn't want to hear it <laughs> i didn't i didn't want to hear I, I just didn't i didn't delve into um that news story about Bill Cosby. I didn't want to really hear about it because, you know, he was obviously very popular in commercials, he was a representative of Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Jell-O, not to say that being a representative of products makes you a trustworthy individual, but he had this um, grasp on American families and they were, you know, like they say in this uh, this, uh, documentary, he was America's dad, not only the father of, you know, of black individuals but all individuals that were, you know, of the age yeah, he, that would watch he, a show.
0: He, you know, he he had a certain aptitude for social commentary and he would his observations I laughed.
1: And he and didn't start off he didn't start off that way though. In his career he was really neutral. He didn't do anything yeah. political at all and then changed and then decided to get his EDD which is another controversial aspect of his life because they say that we're, he's he was doing all this TV work and movies during the process of doing an EBD, and they're not even sure if he's he really did the work that he wrote. Didn't yeah, write his himself. You know, he, he was himself. a
0: situational observing observer of comedy, and he tells stories about families or people and do caricatures and things like that, or sometimes play with words. Um, but uh, he 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 really didn't. His dark side started to come out and leak into his comedy as he made started to make references. Maybe his ego got the best of him, but he started to make references to some of the crimes he was committing.
1: And that started very early. That started very early. I mean, it was early in his career on his albums. Um, yeah. That he started referencing drugging women, which I didn't know about until we watched the special. Like I said, I didn't want to really look. I didn't want to examine his life, well, particularly he was a serial, because
0: right? I mean, he followed had a pattern. He followed a typical pattern of most of these women who uh, confess to the the uh, violations. They all almost found a similar pattern going on with Bill Cosby. And he had, if, if Bill Cosby failed in his attempt to to molest a woman under the influence, he would be irate. He'd be very angry and almost ruin their career like that other nutcase, Weinstein. You know, they, they there's a certain, when you have, I mean, we all have dark sides. We all have sides we're not proud of, and we all have dark sides, and we all have secrets and all that. But then when we perpetrate those energies on people to where we commit crimes, I mean, deliberate crimes. I mean, how many of us have hit somebody or slapped somebody or ran a red light or whatever? Um, most of us have, are not perfect free right. of I committing mean- small crimes like in Jill uh, small little murders and things like that. But when we get to a gross area where we are doing severe damage and um, we get beyond, there, you see, it's evolved. You know, Don Juan was never considered a molester and a Casanova, you know, and people who would flirt or, or you know, men who were gigolos. These were, these were not criminals. And men who were totally flirtatious uh, or would be, you know, tell blue jokes or be a little naughty were not, you know, Groucho Marx today or Don Rickles today would be arrested. But but their humor and their antics and their suggestions and sometimes their behavior was considered okay and it really wasn't criminal. But yet, Today, when we look back with modern we would go, "Oh my God, look what they're doing!"
1: I, I'm sorry, um, Don Rickles. Uh, uh, was mm-hmm. he? I know his comedy routines are. I mean,
0: would be. Would be. Uh, I'm talking about the discriminatory remarks. Well, sexual. right,
1: right. He was. He, he was. He, there was a lot of racial jokes. Oh but, God, yeah. But. Um, I mean, did he really do anything to anybody that would Nichols? No. no. I don't
0: believe him. I don't know. So don't. it was
1: all, no. what you're referring to is all confined to a
0: routine. Routine. And Groucho Marx was, um, he he was solely insulting to women. He, would, he makes all kinds of sexual jokes. But a lot of them did. Dean Martin, I mean, they all did. Yeah, but
1: I mean, we brought up Charlie Chaplin earlier with his ice skater. Charlie Chaplin himself was, um, I mean, he had relationships with very, very young women. Yeah. And it was okay at the time, you know, because he was who he was. So, I mean, now it wouldn't be allowed.
0: There was all the controversial because the girls were so young. But, uh, you know, we're, but we're it, it, we've kind of destroyed some of the fun in, in, in uh, sexual attraction. I mean, it's become so strict now that you can't even make a joke, you know, about – you can't even make a joke now without for fear of being arrested or being sued. So it's, got, it's the same with banning of books. I mean, we've got, We I think we've gone too far. Yeah, I agree. But... but I think the awareness factor is important, but we've got to keep in check free expression and the variety of language and behavior, but not at the cost of violating. And then someone will say, well, how do you determine violating? I mean, if you say that, oh, look at that woman, what it took us. I mean, now you're violating that woman's rights. I mean, you know, what the woman overheard that? I'm going to sue you. How dare you talk about my us that way? You know, uh, the Jewish uh, hour. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta bring it in somehow. Yeah. But uh, the idea that um, that uh, you know, we've we what's going on? I mean, even Bill Cosby started to make comments about his own black heritage, his own black. It, it, genealogy and he was getting black people really angry because he was blaming a lot of poor blacks yeah he was blaming the the crimes on the victim
1: yeah but the reason i think for that is the fact that his son was killed i really do believe that was a turning point for him where he started to uh to attack his own
0: interpretation culture that's that's your interpretation I mean,
1: never before was he, I mean, he was always very, very supportive of black people and 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 it, it strengthening black people well, not not the pushing them you know, down they stopped him and then he he changed.
0: Went to the door and they had any comments about his son, he said, my son was my hero. and he walked into the house. But, you know, we, we it's it's difficult.
1: Well, it's a very
0: difficult thing. Yeah. When we get into the idea of of free speech and uh and where we draw the line between something that is illegal well, and something that is just funny. What
1: what he's accused of goes far beyond free speech, but what I was saying to you uh, a couple of days ago was what was so shocking about Bill Cosby being accused of these these crimes is that he was so he was trusted, you know, he was this trusted authority figure and, um, you know, people like Harvey Weinstein and, or Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein, you know, it's kind of obvious that they were creeps. So when you see somebody that um, is such a, you know, G rated, uh, wholesome individual, and that's how they're portrayed in the media and this stuff is going on, it's shocking. Still Felicia Rashad, who was his co-star on the Cosby show is says it's a gross miscarriage of justice that these accusations are all false but then when you talk to people that were uh attacked by him in whatever uh whatever manner some of these attacks didn't reach a level of sexual assault there was a woman who talks about um being hired on the show and and her experience of being brought into her dressing room and them doing this exercise. Yeah, like a dance. that good dance and he said, oh, this is like making love and that's as far as it went. But when you hear these accounts and then these people saying, listen, this was going on, they had models being brought in to the show, tapings every day um, and this was casting calls and there was a stream of models going into his dressing room that the people on the Cosby show had to be aware of what was going on. Also, he was giving these major donations to black universities, yes. Temple University, 20 million dollars he give Even donations every year for females and they well, were saying the first, let's
0: look at the first Yeah, real, real quick.
1: quick. So, 7/12/1937. Well, uh, I
0: mean, 1937 problem. right there that's, that's an 11. An 11.
1: And he's got a two in that real important place
0: in yeah. the in the day. In I mean, we could play with these numbers and go, oh, he's got a two, he's got an 11. It does help to explain. Now, this guy is, is a real dichotomy because his, his power is broken is up. actually in his 37. They're sacred numbers. Oh,
1: but his power is broken up in his, his eight. He's a broken eight. Yeah. In his first two numbers. Right.
0: He doesn't have any eights, but no. he's got sacred numbers, three and seven, which means that three and seven are the two most sacred numbers in the universe. And they, those numbers are in his year. So he had, he came down to make a total impact. And he did grip the world with his persona and his image. He was almost like a, a, in the entertainment world, he's almost like a Jesus Christ. His 37 represents that. He was a three by master number. So he's got that trinity, trinity factor going on, and he's and his master number is <laughs> three, and his month is seven again. So that three and seven occurs once again. It's a reflection,
1: um, but a broken reflection. Yeah. So what's
0: going on? What's what's a num- numerology? What's up with what's that? that? What's up with that? So what's going on? Now you look deeper. What's that twelve doing there symbolically? Why is there a two? Why? Does the year 1937 become an 11 or a 2? Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Now this man gave in to his demons. Because what happened was this man had lifetimes of being pure, but yet there was always something in those lifetimes that brought him back to the extent that when all of the darkness of each lifetime was accumulated into a whole energy, it bursted out in opposition to his spirituality
1: well and the and the in the conversation on this documentary is that he's a total narcissist which is not something that i mean i think that if you're a narcissist you're a narcissist
0: i not i mean i think he's an egomaniac i don't think he's a narcissist you don't think he's a narcissist no, no. not a narcissist well i mean not a narcissist he cared for others he showed great empathy no, you're not a narcissist. You don't think he's a narcissist? No, no, he's he was more his 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 disadvantage was in his ego and in his appetites and giving in to his darker side, which uh, in this case was libido.
1: So if he, he wasn't, you know, you think if he charity. was a total narcissist, it would have been more. Um, he he wouldn't have
0: done all these good things. He's, yeah, he no, I mean his empathy and his ability to care was still a part of the shelf of his life. So not a narcissist. But the fact know, that he coming.
1: well, I mean, this is from the mouth of a victim and so this is
0: probably her you know, she's very angry, the woman that was saying this yeah. about him. But Well, you can you can throw out the stereotype, you can use that word in anger and make it fit, but classically speaking, Bill Cosby wasn't mm-hmm. just involved in his own reflection. Right. It, he he reflected on others and he gave to others, so that's a ridiculous statement. But but now is did it, did his ego marry his sexual libido and of of good a, behavior a darkness? Yeah yeah. And but that's I, what revealed in his numbers, even the twelve becoming three.
1: Right, but I don't think that it's only about libido the reason he did this. I mean, it was very deceptive. He was drugging women, uh, and and. And there was the issue of power and control, always that's that's involved when we talk about rape, and especially the way that he was doing it. He was using his power to control these women and doing it under the guise of being this great person. I mean, it's very, very deceptive. So, um, you know, Yeah. corruption. Anyway, we are out of time and back on the air Friday at our regular hour, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern.